0: All right, welcome to another Pro Football Doc podcast. Very special episode today. For a lot of reasons, we'll get to the special guest. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed the new graphics. Love to hear some uh, comments about it in some more five-star ratings. Lots of good things to cover in uh, the second part uh, from uh, why Hennessy is better than Tor to uh to the QB Masters. Uh, it's a lot of video breakdown, but before we do that, I'm going to bring on our special guest today. And the, uh, this is a first. This is a first for me. This is a first uh, for Dr. Brian Moss for having him on. And let me introduce Dr. Moss appropriately here and why it's so special and fun. Besides his being a very good friend of mine, and here I am doing something silly, patting myself on the back, tongue in cheek, of course. You know how coaches have their coaching tree and you know Andy Reid begat this guy and this guy and this guy all around the league and Bill Belichick, Brian Flores, this guy, this guy, this guy. Uh, well, uh, I don't know that I have that similar tree, but I feel like this is the start of a tree. and And Dr. Moss is more than capable, uh, more than a sapling. Uh, This is my little tree, not only because he was a fellow in sports medicine with me, helping me take care of the chargers and otherwise, and we'll talk about that. And uh, I will give Brian free permission to tell me the worst thing, tell everyone the worst thing about the fellowship. And maybe there's a few good things too. But more importantly, he has now himself a huge Media following on TikTok, and we'll cover that, which is kind of the pro football doc tree. I didn't say David Chow, Doctor David Chow tree. You know, there's other fellows, but in terms of the media pro football doc tree, maybe Doctor Brian Moss is the uh, first one here. So wanted to bring him on and have some fun. He's obviously going to be more fun than I am because he does TikTok. He's got more (laughs) personality than I do. But welcome, Doctor Moss.
1: Well, what an honor it is to be here with you, Dave. And I just want to point out. I don't know if people can see in the background but right above me i got my fellowship plaque uh featuring
0: tip your camera a little bit i think it's a little bit out of the the, the, tip your camera up so people can see that
1: yeah let me just i'll just grab grab it off the
0: wall there you go
1: so for everybody uh there's the fellowship plaque uh, from, from our fellowship in the Ch- San Diego charger day, some of my best days, um, uh, featuring the medical team. And of course, uh, Vincent Jackson who passed, but, um, was a amazing guy. Um, uh, but I, I always treasure this and, uh, hang this, you know, on the wall and then, you know, right next to it. oh uh-oh. <laughs> Right next to it, we've got my only check from the San Diego Chargers. Okay. It's still it's still copied, which will go down in infamy.
0: Is he, did you cash it?
1: I did cash it. This is just a copy.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I've heard stories about players finding checks in their locker before, you know, from years ago. So, just I wish I had checks.
1: that problem. You, you, and you then uh, last but not least, I've got still got my coupon for the uh charger (laughs) bowl tattoo versus possible bears tattoo i caught a lot of grief when i'm with when i was with you guys in san diego but
0: yeah because you're a bears guy at heart
1: right right exactly well well, some of
0: that obviously brings back good memories and uh obviously very very saddened uh by vincent jackson And, and i try and look at it where instead of being sad be happy about the good times and and everything that was uh there. And let me tell you, the one thing that, you know, like, there are a lot of doctors around the NFL that had fellowships and so forth. But I actually think, Brian, your experience with the fellowship, I mean, look, a lot of qualified people out there, uh, orthopedists that quote, worked with a team. But if you really look into it, and let's say you worked with a team in 2010, uh, what year were you again? I forget. What year were you in fellowship? 2011.
1: 2012. 2011.
0: Well, it's close. See. Yeah, yeah. So, if you went to some any any look, if we went to Chargers players in 2011, and I've talked to them, and they say, "Do you remember Brian Moss?" The vast majority would say, "Yeah." Okay. Yeah. But I don't think that question should be the same to most other fellowship programs. It's sort of stand in the corner and what what have you. And and by the way, how many fellows can say they got us a, a check from the team right exactly. so, therefore that that sort of uh legitimizes the 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 deal like we had you traveling you were there on the sideline and you i think you would agree felt like you were an integral part of it which is why now that you're with all your social media and private practice fame i i'm Labeling you the first descendant of the tree, so to speak. Right. Pro football doc, you know, uh absolutely the, uh, side. So uh uh t- tell us about that a little bit, how you got into that, and then teach me about TikTok. Look, let me let me just have this clear. Here's my experience in TikTok. I have no idea what it really is or was, but yeah. my seven-year-old, now eight-year-old daughter during the pandemic. Everything was closed down, and right. she likes, and, and she's actually very shy, and let me tell you, doing TikTok videos brought her out of her shell, where it's something she could do at home alone kind of thing, and she's really very good good at it, and, you know, even with her little sisters, you know, doing some dances and this, that, the other, and she even started taking a uh, an outdoor dance class slash Uh, they make like almost pseudo music video type things. And Dylan did a great job doing the TikTok and it was for her and her brother. So they were all together. Then all I know is she got banned by TikTok. Her entire (laughs) count is down. She was banned by TikTok. Let me tell you, we'll have at Kim Chow on, my wife, Mama Bear, Right, right. He polices things. Brian, you know this. She polices things very closely. Right. I, I can't imagine that TikTok standards are higher than uh, uh, Kim Chow standards. And as a matter of fact, we might, Christian will note that, I mean, we're probably going to do our traditional Mother's Day podcast with Kim Chow as the guest. And that'll have to be one of my questions there. What you doing, mom? Why is TikTok <laughs> more stringent than you are? Who knows? But that's my experience of TikTok. Beyond that, I have no clue. And I was actually kind of mad because all her fun little dance videos were kind of fun. Yeah. And they I could like find them and see them like in my picture gallery, but now yeah. it all got, she started a new channel, new TikTok account, but I have no idea why she got banned the first time. But anyways, Tell us about how you started and embarked on all of this and tell us about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I actually was, you know, fairly active on Instagram and I saw there's this Instagram guy, personality, Gary V. I don't know if you've seen that guy at all on social media. Anyway, this guy's like a huge entrepreneur, very active in social media. And he kept saying, this was a couple of years ago. He kept saying, TikTok, 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 this is the next thing. So a couple of years ago, I said, well, let's let's check this out. Let's see what's going on. And at the time, it was really just, it, it was kind of known as like what you were talking about, a bunch of teenagers kind of just dancing around. So I kind of uh, went on TikTok and I kind of started looking around and playing with the technology. And I just had a great time with it. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to be dancing around, but I thought this is a great way to kind of help educate and talk about uh topics that are orthopedic related and um you know just educate the public and have a good time with it really and then that kind of spiraled into like you said it's a good way to just keep it's amazing technology in how you can edit videos and then actually save them so now i do family parties i'll make a quick you know one minute TikTok and And uh, stuff with friends. And so it's really just expanded for me. I've got all kinds of videos of my kids now on there. Um, So it's, and TikTok, I think is really, really boomed over the past couple years. I mean, it's no longer just, you know, teenagers kind of dancing around. I mean, any kind of information you want to you want to get on there it's on there i mean they've got stuff on health and fitness they've got stuff on medicine they've got stuff on finance they've got cooking stuff so whatever your whatever your interests are you can find videos on tiktok
0: well i want to see some examples of your tiktok with your screen share but let me a couple of things that you said right there Uh, that are fun here and obviously this is completely unrehearsed and we're just going freeform here right conversation first of all my question to you is why aren't you going to dance on tiktok i mean you're a (laughs) club guy i mean i'm sure that would generate a lot of views or whatever (laughs) secondly uh you you just said something that that just made me feel so old brian like okay all i do is twitter and basically you know, you went Instagram to TikTok. So you're like a couple of steps ahead of me. Like I have no clue. Like some guys would talk to me about clubhouse and I'm like, look, I'm barely figuring out Twitter, but I do see that everything has their cycle. Right. And like restaurants have their cycle and, you you know, teams have their cycle, but I think social media too. Right. I mean, uh, like, I'm old enough to remember, I, I I haven't been on any of these, but I'm old enough to, rem- to remember MySpace when it was right. yeah. the dominant thing, right? And that's yeah. dead and gone. Uh, you know, Facebook has had its turn. I, I, look, uh, Periscope is now dead or dying, right? I mean, uh, being replaced. And I think we're still streaming this on Periscope, by the way. So that's how antiquated <laughs> that we are here. But in any case, um, and... And I feel like Twitter's plateaued whereas TikTok and all the other ones are new ones are growing. I mean to me Twitter was just a news source and now it's become, I don't know, uh, Yelp personified like in terms of angry people on, on all sides. I'll make like a very neutral statement and half the people will say Boy, why are you being so COVID crazy, crazy and fearful? And the other half was saying, "Why are you being, you know, know, saying it's anything at all?" It's like it was just a very neutral statement. And and the other thing is, I don't know if you've gotten this before, but believe it or not, as you know, on Twitter and other things. I mean, that's the only social media thing that I do. Yeah. And so I do have some kid pictures on there. Okay. Yeah. To me, you're not paying for a service. It's just kind of what I want to do. And I can't. I, have you gotten this on TikTok yet? I've gotten people angry at me saying I don't want to see pictures of your kids. That's not what I come here for. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. TikTok is maybe more friendly or more fun-loving. That might be a <laughs> yeah. very good thing because this Twitter thing gets a little bit polarizing sometimes. And you yeah. know, be it the the, the Trump stuff, this—I don't know. I'm just I'm just doing football stuff and sharing pictures of kids now and then and trying to have right. some fun. But, but TikTok, do you get that when you share stuff with kids or is it more friendly?
1: No, I, I'd say it's way more friendly. I, I think, you know, TikTok, they, they, there are, you know, quote unquote, internet trolls. And, you know, people are always going to throw some, some comments at you. But I'd say overall, people actually enjoy kind of seeing that, that facet of your life. So it's not always just, you know, ortho, ortho, ortho you know, they'll see some some videos of your kids and they it just shows another perspective of your life. And I think people gravitate towards that.
0: So I know you have a ton of followers and I don't know how you count engagement on TikTok and views. I I don't know. Twitter is the only thing I know. But (laughs) take us through a quick tour. Show show us one or two. Hit the screen share.
1: Okay, let's see what we can. Let's see what we got. And, And I'll critique
0: you on it. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen them all.
1: Let me see.
0: <laughs> if there's different types, show us one or two different types.
1: Okay. So, are you seeing my? Yes. Okay. So, you know, this is just a basically you as you scroll through. These are all the TikTok videos that I've done. Um, right now, I have a little over thirty thousand followers. Um, all
0: organically right i mean you just
1: all organically yeah um, all organically i i mean i don't really do this to get, you know i i don't do this to get patients i i do this you know more it's mostly for fun and you know um i like to i like to help educate and do it in a fun way and i like to create um so like for example this
0: what you really meant to brian what you really meant to say is that you you wanted to grow the pro football doc media tree
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly exactly and 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 i think actually we could we could do some good stuff uh because nobody gives better you know analysis and predictions um than than you do uh there's no question about that i i think my niche is is more explaining the actual injury and giving a little bit of of uh more of a uh, explanation um on the injury versus you're, you're the best at really breaking down the video and predicting what the injuries are and then kind of being able to analyze, you know, how long that player is going to be out for and, uh, um, and how it's going to affect, you know, the outcome of the games. All right. Uh, but like for, videos. Yeah. So th- th- this is probably my most viewed one. This is this, this, tri- these triangles indicate how many views the video has had. So like this one's been viewed 1.2 million times. So this is probably my most viewed one here.
0: All right, let's see it. Hmm, interesting, cool. Quick, so,
1: I mean, you Can know. That
0: the list. And the last one is uh, orthopedic surgeons dancing.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff I'll, I'll give pointers on, you know, like, do you want me to show more or do you want me to no, show uh,
0: another one? Show some different types of okay. stuff. Yeah.
1: So different stuff, like, uh, like, let me find one where I do like injury analysis. I'll talk about, uh, you know, very common orthopedic issues. Um, I'll do a lot of lighthearted stuff. I'll do some family stuff. I'm trying to find um, some of my football stuff from this season here. Uh...
0: So, so even though I'm calling it from the tree, it's a different take on, on what we've been doing. And, and, and by the way, Brian, I don't know if you realize this, like people will tweet at me all the time is, Oh, you're, you know, I saw something the other day. Oh, so-and-so is better than you at making this YouTube video or so-and-so is I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I I look at it this way. I try, look, you know this, Brian, when I started doing this, yeah, people were, first came at me saying, what are you doing? Uh, you're on your couch. I'm like, yes, I'm right. on my couch. I'm looking right. at the video, right? Brian, all the time in your practice today, even this morning, someone comes in, hurt their knee. How'd you hurt your knee? Well, I was playing indoor soccer and my foot was planted and someone hit me on the outside. Well, that's the video, right? And that's exactly. all we've done and, and you remember when you were with us that we would look at video right 100. Uh, when you were with me on the sideline as i was running out there what did i always tell you don't look at me right at the time it was look at the jumbotron yeah replace and then yep. we had you know the the sideline uh camera reviews yep as you know after monday injury clinic before meeting with the gm we'd go upstairs and look at video Yep. And so, 17 years of reverse engineering video is the mechanism of injury now yep. for a chronic overuse it's a lot harder but for an acute traumatic injury especially with good replay angles that's what it is so it's something new and different at the time and i'm really proud that i don't think you're copying what i'm doing at all you're doing something totally different yeah i i, I say in jest about the tree but yeah. there are a lot of people that are doing it now and i look at it this way if Tesla were the only electronic vehicle out there, electronic car out there, then that's a concept that doesn't work. The fact that most car companies now have an electric vehicle means that it's a concept that has legs. And so anytime there's copycats or different things or people, great. And look, I can tell you, if it hasn't happened already, there's going to be a time where I'm wrong and the other person's right. And hopefully there'll be lots of times where we're all right together, right? I mean, it's just Absolutely. an opinion from from afar, Absolutely. and uh, don't get too up about it. But anyways, uh, you got another video you want to show us there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll show you like uh, one a uh, uh, sports break, like an injury breakdown one. So this was with uh, the Dak Prescott injury.
0: I actually not seen that angle before.
1: We got a victory, but lose their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, to a serious ankle injury. So reportedly, Dak had a compound, fracture, dislocation of his ankle. So what does that mean exactly? Compound means the fracture was open or that the bone poked through the skin, at least temporarily. Fracture means bone or bones were broken. A dislocation means the bone was slid completely out of the joint. In this screenshot, you can see their head team physician reducing the ankle into proper position, while another one of the medical staff holds a sterile dressing on over the open wound. Open fractures carry a higher risk of infection, so DAP was taken to the hospital for IV antibiotics and emergent surgery to walk the wound and fix the bone, typically four to six months recovery, and we wish them the best. Oh,
0: well, that's cool. So that, that actually was a couple of things that I had not seen before a couple of good angles that I haven't seen before. I think what happens is I get too caught up with all these different TV screens. I just see the one angle and yeah. go searching for some of the others. But the the one thing that I thought was best about that, which is crazy, is you mentioned the, the doctor who is the one wearing the cowboy hat. Right, right. We'll leave that alone. Right, right. And and uh, reduces it. But did you notice that Dak actually tried to reduce it himself? If yeah, you look, I did. Look at the TV copy. That's why I made him a beast of the week on this podcast. Yeah, Ankle fracture dislocation with the toes pointing east and the kneecap pointing north. And the first thing he does is is he slams his ankle on the ground to try and straighten it. And then he realizes it falls out again. And then he calls for help. I was like, that's crazy. That's a real
1: man right there.
0: That's just crazy. You got to get a lot of cool. That's
1: a real man right there.
0: All right, well, uh, that's uh, very, very cool. Congratulations on your success in TikTok and, and so forth. Uh, now I understand a little bit better. Hopefully you won't get banned uh, <laughs> from, from TikTok. Um, I'm sorry to be looking at at my phone here, but I won't throw them under the bus, but it is a media guy texting, asking questions, <laughs> interpretations, uh, you know. Uh, get that not infrequently. Let's take a quick break, Brian. You got still time to come back for a second half? You don't have to. I know you're busy with the orthopedic practice. I uh, got time.
1: I got time, man. I can hang out.
0: All right. This way uh you can critique uh uh when we when we come back. All right. Welcome back to Pro Football Doc podcast with uh our Pro Football Doc Tree and your TikTok, what is it? TikTok Bone TikTok Doc. TikTok Bone Doc. Yeah. D-O-C doc, not talk, T-O-K, talk, right? Tick, tock, bone Tick doc. doc. bone doc. All right, so check that out with uh, Dr. Brian Moss, pro football doc, Tree. So before we get into, look, you saw a lot of Toradol being used. Did you yes. ever see Hennessy being used? We'll get to that later. Give me the worst <laughs> part of that. the that. that you spent with, with us out in San Diego. <laughs> it, it can be directed at me too. Give me the... You, how about it? The worst part of fellowship? Yeah, the worst part.
1: Man, I was in San Diego. I was single. I was working with you and your whole crew with a bunch of professional athletes. There was really not much stuff that I can really complain about. I mean, oh, wow. probably probably the only thing that I, that was ever tricky for me was, you know, I could get a call at any time on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, you know, to go in and see an athlete, or you know, uh, do hydration or IVs, and you know, I had myself had to be in functioning order <laughs> on a Saturday. So <laughs> that was really the most challenging thing. I think was sometimes getting myself there for the emergency call because you never know what was going to come down the pipeline.
0: All right, that's fair enough. I mean, I thought it was boring to say what are the best parts, right? So that's why. Yeah. I All right, let's go through our second part of the Pro Football Doc podcast, and you can uh, jump in at any time here, but we'll do the screen share here. And the first thing is that, uh, did you enjoy the Combines, Brian, when you went?
1: Unbelievable experience.
0: Yeah, so this year was a little different, right? To me, it was surprising that it made so much news this last weekend that what it was like. I'm like, we wrote the article two months ago what it was gonna be. There was gonna be 150 people there, modified combines. The top three rounds projected day one and day two would be there for this article here that we wrote. And instead of the 40 or 50 rechecks, there'd be 150 total. So it's sort of a modified limited combine, medical combine, and we all know that medical is thing you can't get anywhere else other than than the combine because the pro days you don't have it and so forth so all the guys got telemedicine screen about 10 per team so 330 or so athletes the typical number and then the problem ones with issues were invited and then the projected top three rounds were invited and uh you know the one thing that people didn't understand and i think brian you get this like we did our own grades and it may have been different than the grades of the Bengals next to us or the Jets next to us or Jacksonville across the way or Tennessee over here in our room. Now we would share the the, the data. That's probably the difference because one GM doesn't share his evaluation with another typically. Maybe if they're really good friends, they might, but we share them. And, and if we were different, we'd go, okay, I, I would consider their point of view, but sometimes they stay different and sure. uh, kind of thing. That's why it's important, you know, Uh, One team may think uh, Justin Fields is better than Mac Jones or the other way around, or Trey Lance. It's not universal opinion. And always coming out of combines, there's always sorts of information. And uh, this is the time of year of spin, right? So here we have an agent saying, Caleb Farley, who had lumbar discectomy surgery recently in February, quote, bunch of team doctors and trainers told him after today's medical recheck in Indianapolis that he did well with his physical regarding his back and is still expected to go in the first round. Brian, you've been at Combines. Can you imagine any team doctor telling a player that he is quote, still expected to go in the first round?
1: No chance.
0: (laughs) And when we evaluated players, did we even really report to the players all of our findings? I mean, no. we're looking at them. And yeah. so, look, kudos to Drew Rosenhaus. I respect him. He's one of the top agents. He's doing his job here. And there were a lot of medical information sometimes leaked to the media. But as you know, in spending time with me, did we spend any time considering that information? No. Well, we looked with our own eyes and hands and so forth. So that's just a matter of doing their, their job here. And here, here's another example. BYU QB Zach Wilson, who many believe Jets picked. the Jets didn't need to wait for his indie physical to feel comfortable, to feel confident in his shoulder because they've received from trusted medical sources, uh, based on info they received from trusted medical sources. Okay, I am not banging on the Jets. My buddy Brent, I'm not banging on your Jets. I know you love your Jets. All I'm saying is what's been out there is the Jets said they actually were comfortable with Sam Darnold. And the reason for the late trade is they didn't want to get rid of Sam Darnold till they, till the GM, Joe Douglas, got a hands-on, in-person view of the quarterbacks that were out there. The ball coming out of Zach Wilson's hand, so to speak, and seeing it for yourself. He even talked about, it. does it dip late? Does it go... Th- does it does the ball flow through the receiver? All that stuff that GMs look at look at and scouts look at. I get that because the film can lie. So the Jets wanted a hands-on view of him throwing and his pro day workout before they were comfortable with Zach Wilson, before they traded Sam Darnold. Zach Wilson had an injury to his throwing shoulder, not Trevor Lawrence's non-throwing shoulder that's currently undergone surgery. His throwing shoulder, that's the moneymaker. To me, to say that you had to see with your eyeballs, he didn't throw the ball, but you trusted medical opinions of, I don't know. I think there's just spin going on. This is not at all hating on the reporter or anything else. I'm just saying, beware the season of spin. There's a lot of spin that goes on. Look, I've been there before where... I don't know if you, I've told you this story, Brian, like we used to, I remember one time and I won't say the name of the player, the draft pundits were thinking, I mean, I mean, you've heard in the media, they're reporting all the time who attended who's pro day. Like that really matters because the teams know that's being reported. They don't always send the right people just to throw people off the set and people always report the visits. I remember one time, um, God bless 55 Seau, we were supposed to take a running back. That's what was out there. Um, and I won't say the name of the guy. Actually, I don't exactly name remember the name of the guy. But it was a first-round pick. It was many years ago. And it was widely reported he was coming to San Diego for one of the 10 visits that we had. And that night, I went out to dinner at Seau's. You know, you met Junior, sure. buddy, yeah, the restaurant there. And there was the running back coach and the running back, just the two of them having dinner. No offense. Say I a sports bar. This wasn't Morton's. <laughs> this wasn't Eddie V's. This wasn't the owner. This wasn't the GM. Right. This was the, this wasn't the head coach. This was in theory a first round draft pick. It was the running back coach at sales. What right. do you think that told you? Right. I right. mean, it's, <laughs> spin time in the NFL. So it is what it is. And that's kind of what uh, uh, we're uh, talking about here a little bit. Um, all right, next little uh, topic here. Um, go to next here. Um, we'll talk about this. So Masters, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, by the way, Trevor Lawrence was at Masters, but Trevor Lawrence wasn't at the recheck combines, and in your year, for example, 2011 or the 2012 combine year, nobody refused a physical, right? Everyone came to the physical. People refused interviews. Everybody. The bench refused to run. Refused to work out. Everyone had a physical. Saying Trevor Lawrence is refusing, he had a good excuse. I think going to the Masters is a pretty good excuse. But a, he's getting, the, he's the number one pick. You know he's already talked to Jacksonville. Yes, he had recent left shoulder surgery, but but his non-left shul- non-throwing left non shoulder, he doesn't even have a sling on. Yes, he got a chance to go to the Masters. And yes, he has the ultimate excuse. He got married this last weekend, so he couldn't go. But he still could make it to the Masters, so kudos to him. Um, and he's talking to Patrick Mahomes here, as you can see. And you don't see it, but the best part is Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a boot for his turf toe surgery doesn't have a boot on anymore and he's walking a pretty hilly course at the masters so that's a good sign for uh chiefs fans part of the little detective work and as i'll date myself you probably don't even know what this is brian but that's my quincy you know (laughs) (laughs) you've probably never seen the show uh the other thing i'll say is um the next thing i'll say is since we're talking about patrick mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, greater than Brooks Kepka. Nothing against Brooks personally. Amazing story at Masters. Brooks Kepka threw nine holes, had a medial patellofemoral ligament repair and is playing a month later. This is the greatest thing. First of all, golf is a lot easier than football. Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap and played three and a half weeks later. Brooks Kepka, hats off to him, a month after surgery for maybe subluxation where there were no formal reports of dislocation, played pretty well for nine holes and then didn't make the cut. Kudos to him for a quick return, uh, but I gotta say Mahomes with the risk of football, running around, dynamic sport, getting hit, tackled, that's the year they won the Super Bowl when he missed the three and a half weeks from the Thursday game, to three weeks later, and played, and uh, has not had surgery. So in this case, I'd say Mahomes greater than Kepka, but no offense to uh, to the the golfer. The other thing that I got to say is, have you been to the Masters, Brian?
1: No, not yet.
0: I'm lucky enough to have gone before as part of the charity stuff that we do. You know, the San Diego Sports Medicine Foundation. Mm-hmm. Now here's a picture of my guy you know, fit's magic at the masters checking things out. I didn't realize that I watched some of the masters. There were a lot of fans there. I mean, right? And yeah. there's all these quarterbacks there and 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 uh and uh, tight ends and you know famous guys and and so forth and Kelsey and, and all these people and Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence the QB masters I would call it almost <laughs> but that's that's pretty cool. I wish I could have gotten the invite this year with room to walk around, but there were a lot of people there. I mean, I I, I didn't realize there'd be so many people at the Masters, but obviously uh, if you're a quarterback in the NFL, that's your ticket into uh, the Masters, or you can sneak in like I did through the the (laughs) charity stuff. But my question is, I don't know if you realize this, Brian, they don't allow cameras at the Masters at Augusta. When you go in, you have to check your cell phone. You're not allowed to have anything. So I I don't know how they got all these social media pictures. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, of of all these quarterbacks. I I don't have a picture of myself at the Masters. At the gate, before you turn your phone in, and there's metal detectors and the whole thing, you can't sneak your camera in there. So uh, that's a mystery that I don't uh, don't, don't know. What's that?
1: That, That's pretty wild. I, I, I didn't know that
0: no cameras i mean maybe this was these were media members that were allowed to have camera I, I don't know i yeah. mean it certainly wasn't a guy with a selfie because you're not allowed right. to have that at right. all inside the the masters and yes it is much hillier than it ever seems to be on tv which i think is a great sign that patrick mahomes is out there without a boot cuz you know let me tell you that trek to amen corner which everyone has to go to is long it's on the other side of the course and it is hilly and the best news for chiefs fans if patrick Mahomes was there and stood around and made that walk i mean there's no there's no golf carts riding around you know uh, out there taking people even if you're a celebrity from one place to another and so i'm sure he was out there walking around so that that bodes very very well for his uh recovery all right Next one here, uh, we'll go over a little bit. So, so Brian, you were around. We did our toward all, etc. Right? I mean, that oh, yeah. toward all shots were very, very commonplace. Well,
1: absolutely. There
0: let me go a line. You mentioned a line. well. Let's cover one thing first before we get there. The uh, the players' association is saying they want virtual off season and it's voluntary. Heck no, we won't go is kind of what JC Treader is saying. Heck no, we won't go. We've been telling him it's volunteering. We're not going to go. It's always been voluntary. You don't have to show up, but if you want the rookie to get the reps instead of you, you're going to show up. If you want to curry favor with your coaches, you're going to show up. Look, if they're going to have in-person OTA. Maybe some of the stars will stay away, just like in the past they have, but the rank and file are going to go. The union can do what it wants, but it won't be there. On another subject, since you talked about IVs a little bit, I didn't realize you could do this. I find it very appropriate that the website or the Twitter handle, Falcoholic, Falcons fans are the drunkest and highest fan base in the NFL. I mean, I don't know how you get that, but (laughs) check out these numbers. And I'm not trying to promote anything else. It's like 86% binge drinking on game day and 77% smoking marijuana for the Falcons. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's quite a bit of overlap. I mean, do the math there, but you got 70% of the people doing both on game day, binge drinking and smoking. I mean, they're a beast. I mean, the Patriots though, of course, all business, right? 42, 42 binge drinker which i have a i've been through the parking lot at foxborough especially for a night game i doubt this, this poll is correct i mean i've seen it and then what 31 percent. so anyway it's just a fun little uh I, I don't know where they got the numbers from but let me tell you but based on this number maybe marshawn lynch can make a comeback with the falcons you see this one this yeah, is, I saw that. This is classic. <laughs> what was yours? What, what, what was your? Uh, my superstition was that I needed to have maybe a shot, a shot and a half before every game. Of Hennessy. What you mean? My, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah Gatorade. Gatorade. Toradol. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Come on. And, and there's a bar right there in the locker room in Seattle. Schneider and oh, Pete ball Carroll. Ball. Backpack. What were yours? Right. What, what was yours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, just love that piece. Now, now here's the thing. Once again, having the critical eye. If you're buying, the, okay, obviously, I tweeted, Hennessy greater than Toradol, right? Um, are you buying that it was a shot and a shot and a half? I mean, I think it might have been a pour and a pour and a half or a gulp, but... If he's telling you it's a shot and a half, <laughs> I'm over on that and taking that to the bank. And, uh, uh, you know, Marshawn's a great personality. I'm not condoning drinking before playing in a game and whatever, but uh, it just was good uh, video that I thought I would uh, uh, share with anybody. So let's go to a, a more serious note and then we'll look at some video here. The NC2As. Uh, most people saw this video hurt your eyes if you're not comfortable this is referee Bert Smith passing out and probably getting a concussion hitting the back of his head I was amazed at the time I don't know about you Brian there were immediate reports during the game that he was taken to the hotel or in the building he didn't go to the hospital apparently after that what at least not immediately I mean look if I were on duty I'd say oh we got to be sure my friend uh, but all's well that ends well. Um, uh, the referee that collapsed is okay, is very thankful. It was a blood clot in his lungs. And he said passing out there may have saved his life because he ended up getting the attention that he needed, etc. cetera. So uh, good outcome from the NC2As and Bert Smith passing out a blood clot that is treatable. But obviously he did get to the hospital eventually. So that's good. I was surprised. I mean, Brian, you know me. I didn't send a lot of people to the hospital, right? I mean, I try to take care of it in the locker room and house, et cetera. Oh, but absolutely. in this case, you got to go.
1: A hundred percent one-way ticket to the ER for for that guy.
0: And, and I don't mean just for liability, like I don't want to watch him. Look, I've told you the stories. I've had players, and I, I, we've done a lot of things in-house that I thought were safe without sending them to the hospital because we thought we could do for them in the locker room at home in the facility, what the hospital would do for them. Yep. But in this case, when it's an unknown cause and you need a CT scan or a VQ scan to figure out the blood clot and the other special equipment and also rule out other issues. Mr. Smith, I'll send someone with you, but you got to
1: yeah. go. <laughs> exactly.
0: You got to go. Um, exactly. All right. And then uh, on, on another or, you know, detective uh, serious note, there apparently was a former NFL player that dad says he's got CTE and ended up there being a shooting. And Brian, he shot a doctor and his family, apparently. Yeah. And all I'm saying is look, let's let the facts sort out on what really happened here. Nobody knows. But the words that this Dr. Robert Leslie, God bless him and his family, the decision to stop giving this former player medication led to his being shot? I, I, I don't know. I mean, that just doesn't make sense and, and is scary enough. But also, just by a short, quick Google, Dr. Robert Leslie is an ER physician. ER physicians typically don't regularly give medications, right? They're episodic in the ER care. You don't even know when they're in the ER, so you could show up at noon one day and it's Dr. Leslie, and noon the next and it's not. So I don't, I don't understand this. And there's no happy ending. Uh, some people died, and and uh, it's sad. And, and you know, the CTE thing is real, but let's not jump to too many conclusions that are that are random. And then finally, here let's do some video screen shares of analysis. Uh, Dak and his ankle. Uh, here you go. You you trained with us. What do you see here, Doctor Moss? Well,
1: uh, he's looking pretty good there. He's in a regular shoe and he's he's moving around, planting his foot. He, he's looking pretty good. Looks like he's moving well.
0: Oh. Ryan, look, he looks great compared to what, for certainly me, what you and I could do. I think he looks, for lack of a better phrase, Alex Smith-esque right now, completely favoring that side. Yes, he's got a strong arm and he can throw the ball and what have you, but let's see if you... Let's look at this here. It's his right ankle very clearly. You know that from the you showed earlier in the first part of the Profile Dog podcast. Look at how he, you don't see him down low there, but he doesn't push off very much. He doesn't really fully dorsiflex the ankle. Should not put pressure on it. He throws off the front foot. He didn't even push off the back foot. Here, what's he do here? He's he's throwing with his arms and, and his torso. He's not stepping into the ball, pushing off his right ankle, and look at the hop at the end. To avoid pressure on it, look at the hop at the end.
1: Yeah. So how far? How far is he now? What he's uh,
0: he's doing. And by the way, he's doing fine. How far is he? I mean, he was mid early season. I mean. uh, Yeah, it was exactly mid season. -season, I mean, somewhere. Uh, you know, he's on track. Cowboys fans, he's doing fine. He'll be ready to go. Will he be one hundred percent? Week one, maybe not. He'll get there. I said all along the Cowboys would sign him to a long-term deal. The ankle wouldn't make a big difference, but he's not ready right there for to be Dak Prescott yet. But he will get there. Don't worry. is is my is my thought. And the final one, uh, since there is some good NFL video as opposed to we've been doing a what happened here, you know, just regular people video. But since we've got some good video here, um, let me see. Here's the. Here's Nick Bosa. Tell me what you think about Nick Bosa coming off his ACL.
1: I think he's looking pretty good.
0: He does look pretty good. Yeah. Okay. He does look pretty good. My number one comment on this video is Nick, my buddy, get your some sunscreen. All right. All then- right. <laughs> That's number one. But you absolutely, and, and I do this game, Brian. Yeah. I don't remember what side it was. I look at video and then try and say, what side was it? Yeah. And to me, it's clearly his left knee. He's doing great. He's a, I'd say Nick is ahead of schedule. But watch this as he moves side to side. That looks fine. He's a little slow on push off here. Look at how much, okay. Now, now watch this next sequence as he plants with his left foot at the first cone. Watch him plant left foot. That's slower than this twist around, than this one, okay? So he makes one plant cut with the left. That is the slowest. See that again. But there's two plant cuts with his right are much more powerful. Slow, quick, boom, one step cut. So he's still a little bit He's not there yet, and I wouldn't expect him to be. Now he was a very early season injury, and uh, I think he'll be ahead of schedule, ready to go. Normally, I say for a guy like that, it would be second half of the season before he's good to go. I think he's projected to be good to go for the for the beginning. Anyways, um, that's it for this Pro Football Doc podcast. What else you got to say, uh, TikTok Bone Doc? The floor is yours uh, to uh, close out a little bit.
1: Oh, it's an honor to, to hang out with you. And, uh, you, you are my number one mentor of all times. And, uh, I really uh, have enjoyed and using you as a, uh, you know, a resource and, and, uh, you, you really were an integral part of my education and and my practice. And, uh, it's awesome coming full circle and getting to hang out with the pro football doc.
0: (laughs) All right. So, uh, how are you follow on? Is it follow on TikTok? I don't even know. Subscribe. What's the right word? Uh, uh, follow. Follow. Okay. Follow, follow TikTok bone doc. And uh, you know, maybe I gotta, you gotta teach me how to do pro football TikTok. I I have no clue uh, how to do any of that stuff, but thanks for joining us and making time today. Good to catch up with you. And, uh, and even if you do get criticism, keep sharing pics of your family on, uh, on TikTok and I, and I did enjoy your time in San Diego and, and I think completely of you. And this is why this pro football tree thing is fun. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing your success and what you're doing. And I'm glad you're doing different things and yeah. you know yeah. using you know the old teach someone how to fish thing rather than give a fish right. and you're doing it now with different social media and other things. And uh, uh, I appreciate that about you and thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy day to, to come on, Dr. Brian Moss anytime. Thanks for watching pro football doc podcast and listening and uh, we'll see you uh, next week.